Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. While government healthcare facilities across the country are operating on skeleton staff, negatively impacting qualified the quality rather of medical care provided to patients, many qualified medical doctors continue to sit at home without work. It is this untenable situation that led the South African Medical Association Trade Union uh, Samatu to, to this to take to the streets on Thursday as they marched in four provinces to bring attention to the plight of unemployed doctors. And for this conversation, we're joined on the line by Dr. 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 Ngatekom Nisi, first deputy president of Samatu, Dr. Ntogozo Mapanga, an unemployed medical doctor, and Percy Mathati, who is the deputy director general at the National Department of Health. Remember, you can participate in the conversation and share your views here by sending through your voice notes on 082-692-3909, your messages or text messages on 41391, and of course your comments on Twitter at The Weekend View, and you can tag me at Seben Gambule. Let me thank my guests uh, for, uh, for their time with us this morning on this issue. Dr. Mapanga, I'll start with you. Um, a, a very good morning to you. You know, for, when somebody thinks about this, this crisis here of qualified medical practitioners sitting at home, you, you wonder, how is this even possible? Um, there, there's so much need in the country, um, in, in various parts of the country, urban areas, rural parts of the country. We are in need, right, of, of, of qualified practitioners to assist there. But but it's not happening. Your views, really, just a brief assessment of um, why it is that we find ourselves in this position. Dr. Mapanga? Uh, yes, good morning, sir. All right. Uh, are, we, are we battling there with, with Dr. Wapanga? Sorry, I'm, I'm not hearing them, but uh, let's just try to sort that out. And let me then just bring in uh, Dr. Percy Mahlati then in just, just in the interim. Oh, Percy Mahlati, while we sort that out, DDG at the National Department of Health. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Percy, for your time this morning. I suppose same same here, but you can give us then a departmental perspective on why this, this problem, this crisis uh, exists and why it persists in the way that it does. Uh, good morning to you and the listeners. Unfortunately, I haven't heard what uh, you said before, so to avoid, you know, uh, uh, answering offside, if you could please uh, just summarize for me what you are asking so that I can respond uh, appropriately. So, so the the question, uh, Mr. Matlati, is is why the in, in your in your view, really, from the department's perspective, about not being able to absorb qualified doctors into the system, right? Who who have qualified, they've trained, they've studied, um, and they're looking for work. Okay, first let me clarify that in public service, there is no automatic absorption of anybody, except if there are legal. Uh, obligations like uh, for medical doctors, I will, uh, you know, uh, limit myself to that. Um, when they complete their sixth year, yeah. they do two years of internship. During my time, we were doing only one year. Now it's two years. So once they finish that uh, sixth year, they are obliged to serve two years, which is a training, yes. you know, a period. 
afterwards is a one-year service period, no longer training service, which is in terms of the law. So government is obliged to, for those three years to then provide them with employment. After that one year of community service, posts get advertised and individuals apply to those posts. So there's no automatic absorption to those posts. So no, no, that, that, that makes sense. That, uh, that makes sense, each. Mr. Mahlati. I think the question is just around, you know, as as the public, we, we look at need, right? Um, and yes, then, and then you, you, you have people yeah. who have qualified sitting at home. Yes. Please give me time so that I explain. We need doctors in the public health sector in hospitals, mainly regional, district, tertiary, and so on. But we depend on a budget that gets allocated by national treasury through the equitable share to the provinces. So then the provinces will allocate the money for employment of various health professionals, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and so on. So if we do not have enough budget, we cannot employ more people because you can't employ somebody and say, no, I don't have money to pay you. So our major problem is that we don't have enough budget to mm-hmm. employ everybody. If it was according to our wishes, we would employ every doctor in this country. But unfortunately, the financial resources are an impediment. Let me bring in uh, Dr. Mnisi as well, who is uh, with uh, with the union, Samatu. Dr. Mnisi, thank you for your time. Just your thoughts when you hear that, that budgetary constraints are really what is leading to this persistent crisis of having qualified people sitting at home and not having anywhere to, to work, at least not being able to be absorbed by the public health sister, sector in particular. Um, good morning, and thank you for having me here today. Um, I I hear that, um, but the reality on the ground is the doctors that are currently employed in the healthcare sector are are finding that there's a lot of understaffing and the workload that they're experiencing is is excruciating, just to say the least. A lot of them are finding themselves having burned out because they must work longer hours and the pressure on them is so much more because of the burden of disease, as well as the growing populations in South Africa. And here we are in a situation where we do have doctors out there who are qualified and currently unemployed and willing to work anywhere, whether it's in a rural, a district, or even a quaternary structure. And the reality is this. Our people deserve quality health care. Health care is a basic human right. I'm hearing what he's saying, but the reality is if we want quality health care in our lifetime, then there's some compromises that must be made by the government. We, we we saw um, uh, that, that adjustments are possible when uh, uh, dealing with uh, the the pandemic. Um, that uh, there was an ability for for funds to to be moved around and so on. But of course, there is an appreciation um, that, that that the the, the conditions or the circumstances at the time warranted that. Th- th- this is more of an ongoing an ongoing thing, right? So, um, what what perhaps might be the 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 other solutions or possibilities? And I know, Dr. Mnisa, that's a, a question I should pose to to the 
department. But um, you, you, yourselves, though, in, in the sector, how, how do you kind of think about how you, you can be innovative or think creatively? Of course, there's then the, the option of, of going to the, the private sector, but not everybody can, can go there. So, so what is actually happening in the sector where there's an appreciation that um, there, there aren't enough funds to, to bring in more people into the sector, but you have these people who are qualified and they need it there? Is there sort of any sort of innovation, any thinking that's happening in, in that space to, to, to figure out how you solve this? There is innovation happening, but I'm just stating currently close to, if not more than 80% of our population uses public institutions. So as a member of the public or that of the community, it's, it's, it's only at our benefit as a community as a whole in order to optimize the healthcare services in the public sector as well. And um, many colleagues have been lost, and doctors, nurses, and other sectors yeah. have unfortunately lost their lives to COVID. And that's also adding on to the vacancy rate in the different hospitals. Many of those individuals haven't been replaced yet. So I'm, the conversation we're having here today is not only about doctors that are unemployed, but it's also about optimizing the public health care sector. Mm. Mm, mm. Absolutely. Let me bring Dr. Ndogozo Mapang. I couldn't hear you just a moment ago, but thank you for, for joining us. You are you are in this position, isn't it, where, where you're qualified and, and are struggling to find placement. Give us a sense of, 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 of I suppose, how you are experiencing uh, this this crisis. Uh, thank you. Good morning, Sir and the team and the listeners. Thank you for having me as well. Um, for us, if I take you through an emotional uh, journey, it's a shock for us because of the history of the career. Nobody thought that a doctor would be unemployed ever in their life with the public health care sector, as Dr. Kamiki has said, in the shortage, burden of disease, and the way that uh, the public sector services the majority of the country. So now it's a shock for us. We've been working three years continuously with no interruption. And then, boom, there's no employment. And the mm. Department of Health sort of like detaches itself from the situation and gives you a generic um, answer, really, that doesn't make us foresee any positive future, which means that uh, for us, does it mean that, that the government is chasing us away to the private sector or are they chasing us abroad? Must we go away from this country? Mm. Uh, because our families, we are back home now, sitting with our families, and the community around us is failing to understand how a qualified medical doctor is currently sitting at home mm. when on the ground it is so short staff. What sort of options have you have you explored, uh, Dr. Mapanga? Um, you know, you'll have often in this country when we speak broadly um, about about unemployment, you encourage unemployed people to go on and 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 be entrepreneurial, start their own thing. Uh, I wonder if you've heard that as well, where somebody says start start your own practice, but you can't just wake up in the morning and and do that. But what what sort of options do you, do you feel are are at your at, at you know what sort of options do you have currently? Um, thank you for asking that question. Last night I had the opportunity, I was in a meeting with um, some local uh, GPs and some specialists, and they knocked some sense into our heads that really we're on our own in this. So we really need to wake up and dust ourselves off, uh, apply for practice numbers, try and open something that small and go big, because it seems like the government is turning their back on us. And it's very sad uh, for us 
because we really went through a lot during the COVID pandemic. Mm. We were the first group to actually enter into that kind of space. And if I talk about COVID, actually, I'll just go on. So I won't even go there. So I guess for us, we really need to... Currently, uh, we low come for um, GP. Um, we're also looking into working at private hospitals for casualties there. Mm-hmm. And we're also exploring things like, really, that means we must go to Canada, go to Ireland, because our country uh, has no funds for us. Sure. All right. We'll continue our conversation uh, with, with all three of my guests. Uh, I'm with uh, uh, Percy Mashati from the Department um, of Health, uh, Dr. Nisi, who is uh, um, with uh, the, the, the union Samatu. I'm also joined by Dr. Ndogozo Mapanga as well, who is an unemployed medical doctor. We've been asking your thoughts as well. Let's take a listen in on one or two of those comments. Good morning, Sabenzi. I think our guest sometimes is not speaking truth. If he says there is no budget to employ uh, doctors in this country, but when they want doctors from Cuba, they employ them. When they want doctors from outside the country, they employ them. But when it comes to the local doctors that we have, which are unemployed, they say they don't have budget. What does it mean? Our hospitals are piling with jobs which need doctors, but our own doctors are not employed. What does it mean? Good morning, this is Matilda. Morning, Citizen. This time, Superintendent. I think the Department of Health should take all these unemployed doctors to every clinic. Every clinic in this country must have a, a doctor inside. So I think that's that the only solution they can, uh, we, we, we can uh, have at a moment to absorb them and station them at every clinic. Good morning, Sebensile. This is Salim from the cool Durban, rainy Durban. Health is a very important aspect of our life. It's a basic human right. It's also enshrined in Section 27 of the Constitution. People need health services. They, you go to hospital, they're overcrowded because they're not sufficient doctors. We must get our doctors to work and serve the people because that's what they're trained to do. Having our qualified doctors sitting at home is, uh, is actually part of misadministration. So I think people need health service, so the doctors must be placed in hospitals so they can serve the people. I'm sure it will help alleviate the health problem that this country got. Yeah, yes, Dr. Mashati, yeah. There, there we go, Dr. Mashati, thank you. Um, did you catch my, my question before we had uh, the technical difficulties? Yes, when I was responding, then there were some gremlins that were making noise on the line. Yes. I we... can respond to it now. Y- yes, please go Maybe ahead. Let me start by saying there are certain things that really do not make uh, sense to me. Uh, I was talking to the heads of departments two days ago, specifically in Popo, I was informed that there are a number of uh, positions that have been made available, especially in the rural hospitals. And uh, young doctors are declining those. And then you've got people coming to the air and saying that uh, 
they want to go back and work in Limpopo, but are not being, you know, employed. Meanwhile, the head of department there says we've offered people jobs and are declining them. So there is a gap somewhere. But let me come back to the issue that you are raising. Um, You see, I think everybody knows the economic state of our country. Everybody knows the, the demands, health services, social services, grants, you know, where they need to get their economy growing. So even though I'm medically trained and not, I mean, economically trained, I do understand when you've got to ration between many competing needs, and Mm. we do that in the health sector, Mm. where you've got to ration your services according to need, and you actually have to make a difficult choice. Who do you really provide care to? Who do you prioritize and all that? The issue is that it does not then mean that we do not care. I heard Dr. Mapanga, I think, saying that the government doesn't care about them. If it, does, it didn't care, it would not actually be employing I mean, doctors in the numbers that it does. Yes, they strain to the system. We need to employ more. In fact, come April, we're going to have a bigger challenge with nurses that will be com- uh, completing their community service who actually have to be employed. That is why you are frantically engaging with Treasure to say, let's find means of, you know, addressing that. You raised mm-hmm. the issue of COVID. That was an emergency, you know, where those were emergency mechanisms that were utilized, and the private sector helped a lot in there. So I'm trying to say we've got a bigger problem of, you know, inadequate budgets to care for the health of our citizens. It's not out of lack of caring, you know, as some colleagues, you know, want to put it. Sure. Th- th- thank you for that, Dr. Mashlat. D- Dr. Mnisi, um now post, of course, uh, t- taking to the street, you've, you've made demands here. Where do we go from here, right? Here, uh, Dr. Mashlat is, is talking about this this broader issue here, um, the, the crisis in, the, in you know, the economy of the country and so on. You've made these demands. Um, w- w- where do we go from here? If they're not able to place uh, to place all of, all of these doctors, um, what what are the next steps that is, is Samatu likely to take? Um, you know, we're here to unite and represent doctors throughout South Africa. And in doing so, what we want to do is empower them, but also to um, contribute to good quality of health care for our community. Because at the end of the day, we are custodians of health care as health professionals and as doctors all around the country. So we have put our claims forward to the department. Um, what we're hoping or what we have asked for them to do as a way forward um, were four different demands. One was um, absorbing doctors who have finished their community service and are qualified independent practitioners into the system. Um, number two um, was there are many vacant posts that exist also for training. Registrar training was also to um, fill those posts up because um, both in urban as well as rural areas, specialists are also something that are lacking in, in many areas of South Africa. We also were requesting for um, temporary or shift work contracts to be abolished and rather for doctors to be absorbed on a permanent basis. And um, also a relook into the OSDs or the structuring. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, um, we'll continue with the fight for this because quality health care is really, really important. A lot of our members that are currently working in the public health care sectors 
are overburdened and now having illnesses or mental burdens such as burnout, which also then affects the effectivity that they have. Yeah. And I don't think it's uncommon to have many complaints from the public. Um, the Department of Health often gets um, complaints of people with long waiting periods, long times, long lists or backlogs of theatre in the hospitals throughout the country. Even us in the rural areas, a lot of that does happen. Sure. So here we are having doctors that are actually willing to go into <clears throat> even rural sectors. I mean, just the other day I was engaging doctors that were in KZN who drove all the way from KZN, I think about five of them, for an interview in Limpopo. Some of them are still waiting to hear the reply of that and are actually willing to go there. So here we are in this situation. As Samatu, we had called Thursday as a National Day of Action. We have gotten a promise from the department to um, get a reply um, for our demands. And after that reply, and depending on what happens, will then forge a way forward. And from there, we will be available to discuss and to further interact with this particular topic with you as SAFM. Sure. And please do. We want to keep the conversation going. Uh, Dr. Mapanga, just as a a parting shot from you, just just the the sort of next steps um, as as, as you, of course, uh, try to figure out what's next for you as well. What's what's likely now? Um, Where where are you likely to take your skills um, if, of course, uh, you, you continue to be unable to find work in the public sector? Yes. Um, as Dr. Nicky said, the, the five colleagues he's talking about, I'm one of them. So we drove to Limpopo for an interview, sure. which we were informed about in less than 24 hours. So we have to drive 11 hours in short notice, wow. and we are waiting a response. So with Dr. Masati, uh, some of us are willing to go wherever we are placed. So we are here, and we are willing um, to serve. So if the response from Limpopo is positive, we'll go there and mm. we'll work. Mm. If not, then we really have to then um, seek other avenues, like I had mentioned. If it's abroad, if it's private, sure. whatever we have to do. Because seemingly, unemployment of doctors uh, is not an emergency like COVID, whereas the healthcare system, that is a human right, basic right. But mm. uh, I guess we're in a dilemma. There are no funds. Sure. What sure. can we say? Let me, let me thank you for your time with us uh, this morning, um, Dr. Ndogozo Mapanga. Um, that was the last voice you heard there. Let me also thank Dr. Ngadoko Mnisi, first Deputy President of Samatu, as well as Dr. Percy Mathati, who is the Deputy Director General at the National Department of Health. And thank you for your views. At 7 o'clock now, that's all the time we have. Let's do this again next weekend, Saturday and Sunday, between 6 and 7 a.m. right here on SAFM. Thank you to the team. I am... Seven Zile, Gambole.